Welcome to Yo 11 Minutes. Yo 11 Minutes. Mostly Vegas, no BS casino experience and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert who also helps people turn their travel dreams into reality. And now your host, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's going great. You got a lot of energy today. That's wonderful. I am faking it uh, till I'm till I'm making it. I'm actually quite exhausted, but uh, I'm okay. Well, we'll, we'll get through. Reserves. We'll get we'll get this through. Okay, I'm going to be a little bit exhausted too because I'm going to be on the other side of midnight with Frank Morano on 77 WABC Radio. We'll put a link in the show notes at 3:30 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so, wow. and we're going to be talking about casinos and the huge casino win for 2023 because 2023 was a really good casino year. I read Maybe about we'll talk that. about that tomorrow too. Yeah, I read about that. They made uh, what was it like six point five? I forget the numbers, but it looked like six point five billion or no, it was more than that. It was, it was just a ridiculously it's high number. It. Yeah, it it's a, a big. It's a very big number. Very huge big number. number. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. a scary big number. Wow. It was a good year for casinos. Oh, good for year them, for yes. Yeah, good year for casinos. Good year for Las Vegas. Uh, so we'll we'll see. And actually, and also that's and that's counting twenty twenty three, without taking into account uh, the incredible Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So that's sort of interesting. But a lot of stuff happened. Hey, Vegas is hot, baby. What can you say? That's right. Well, speaking of Vegas and it being hot and stuff. I don't really have a great segue, but I'm just going to roll right into the to the news. Uh, Nevada regulators have issued, I'm sorry, Nevada, because that's the way they like it out here. Nevada regulators have issued the first license to operate a lounge where cannabis can be consumed recreationally, uh, marking the first of what are expected to be dozens of such operations. The State Cannabis Compliance Board announced Thursday that the license was awarded to a business in Las Vegas following an inspection uh, by agents earlier in the week. The lounge dubbed Smoke and Mirrors is owned by Thrive Cannabis Marketplace, the state's largest independently owned cannabis business. There are currently 19 lounges that have been approved by the compliance board for a conditional license. A final inspection will be required before our license is granted, and then they can open to the public. That's it for the news, and now for the views. What are your thoughts, Michael? Well, I thought... I I heard that was like going to happen for a long time. It's oh, just yeah. taken quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know the thing that I'm going to ask you is when are these lounges, cannabis lounges going to start to appear in casino properties? It, or is there any issue with the cannabis lounges in casino properties with the gaming board or is there some other level of something? I thought I read something about that a long time ago, but I don't pay that much attention to the subject. I remember I remember reading something about that too, but I I'm, I'm sure you know, I'm sure that will be changed just to keep up with the times, apparently. I'm, I'm sure they'll find a, a creative way to do it. Maybe, oh, but it's an outdoor lounge or something like that. Um, you know, but I'm sure there is I'm sure there is a way that um, there's always a loophole somewhere if one looks deep enough. Well, and also, you know, Las Vegas does still have indoor smoking. So it shouldn't really be 
that troubled, troublesome to have. And they have cigar lounges. Those cigar lounges are allowed in a lot of jurisdictions that don't allow indoor smoking, usually because of some other rule there. So it's good. I think it's positive. I don't see anything negative about it. It doesn't really bother me. The only complaint I ever hear about cannabis, marijuana, or anything is, you know, the smell in the hallways in a hotel and the smell in general. But that has nothing to do with there being lounges. That actually might help improve that situation because people can have places to go to smoke. But that's the only complaint I really hear from people sometimes. Maybe maybe it might improve that. I don't know. Uh, I think I think if when people want to smoke it, they just they just damn smoke it like <laughs> because it's legal here. So but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure it's going to be a thing in casinos, whether they I'm not sure what the wording of it is that they can't or that, or that we were reading about back in back when this all the idea was happening. Uh, there was some sort of a conflict because of the, I guess, impairment. But then again, you're allowed to drink at a casino. So I, I'm not sure what the deal is, but I'm sure some bill will be passed. And where there's a bill, there is a way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you make a great point. You know, free flowing alcohol while gambling isn't always a wonderful path to good decisions <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> it's it's a, yeah. is that a is that a kind way to put it that's a very that's that's a very astute way to put it yes that's, that's yeah so i'm not i'm not sure what maybe it was the alcohol market you know or maybe it was maybe it was big alcohol didn't like the idea of uh cannabis smoking in casinos i don't know but i'm i'm sure something something will happen you'll see just give it time um, it's yeah. it's going to happen. Well, I'm sure you will keep us informed because this, once again, this is not a subject that I follow uh, that I follow too closely. But anyway, moving moving on moving on to to things that are not necessarily Vegas today, but maybe maybe some regular uh, non Vegasy kind of travel trips, which might work for Vegas also. All right. Well, it is time for the tease. Okey-dokey. Yes. Well, people are always asking me for tips on planning a summer vacation to Europe, and that's usually if they're going to be planning the trip themselves. Usually they don't ask me too many questions about casinos in Europe, but if you do decide to go to the United Kingdom, there are quite a few casinos. They're much different than in the United States, and you probably won't enjoy them that much, but... <laughs> That's that's another that's another topic of conversation. Actually, we did I did some episodes of Zork uh, Zorkast a while ago. So, if you're doing a summer vacation in Europe, what are my top tips? And this probably works for a lot of destinations. Pack light. You can definitely do it, especially in the summer. Team carry on. It gives you the ultimate flexibility if you can figure out a way to pack everything into a carry on bag. I know people like to bring lots of extra stuff on a trip, but believe me, you'll thank me if you figure it out. Also, if you use packing bags and uh, Marie Kondi folding and keep things really tight, you know, especially packing bags help with that. You definitely can fit things into a roller carry-on bag. Do not overdo your destinations. I think you should definitely be spending in three to four days in a city or destination. That means if you're going to go to Europe like a lot of Americans do for only a week, 
you probably should just consider two cities. Remember, you're going to have potential jet lag and you want time to enjoy yourself. On that note, don't overdo things. You can always come back. You need to enjoy your vacation. You don't want to be moving every moment of your vacation. The other thing that people ask me about all the time is flying to Europe. This could probably count for a couple of destinations, but it's particularly flying from the United States to Europe. Nonstop always wins. You want to fly nonstop. If you cannot fly nonstop to your destination, you are often better off connecting in the United States and then flying to Europe from the United States from the connecting point. That means like say you live in Phoenix, there are, there are usually two nonstop flights a day to London, but there might not be a nonstop to Rome. You should consider shooting over to another city like JFK or LAX and flying nonstop to Rome so that you get on a plane and when you wake up in the morning or stay up all night, depending on how you sleep on planes, you will you know, arrive in Europe and not have to land early in the morning or in the morning and then have to deal with another connecting flight. It's really the better way to do it. The other thing is you need to look at prices are expensive, but there is something called premium economy, which is between economy class and business class. It's like a domestic first class seat. It's not going to let you to lie flat and, you know, sleep in those really bougie lie flat seats, but it is a good compromise. Also, you can consider trying to upgrade with the app, upgrade at check-in and things like that. Sometimes you can get a deal, sometimes you can't, but prices are regularly high, so you need to think about that kind of thing. Also, sometimes I tell people if you're going to fly to Europe from another city, sometimes it's nice to spend a day or two in that city first. So if you're going to connect through JFK or through LA and you have the time, sometimes you can do like another like pre-mini vacation I also talk to people about how you time your connections. I like short connections, some people that make some people really nervous. If you do really long connections, that's when you're going to want to start to think about like lounges and things like that at the airport. So always stuff to think about. If you're traveling as a family, you should always get seat assignments so that you can sit together. If you don't have status with an airline, that means you're probably going to have to pay for the seat assignments. I wouldn't go crazy. As long as you can occupy most of a row as a family, you probably don't necessarily need the extra legroom seats and others. You know, airlines now are all about what we call ancillary fees. They're trying to charge for everything, and they're always trying to get you to spend more money on that stuff. That's obviously something that helps when you have airline status, but also it's it's very inconsistent between airlines. I mean, you could fly American Airlines from Phoenix to London and get free seats in economy class, but British Airways is going to make you pay for your seats no matter, you know, no matter what. So even though they're the same alliance, lots of inconsistencies. Transportation from the airport. If there's ever a time to splurge when you get to Europe, especially because it's an overnight flight, you might want to consider having a car service waiting for you to take you to your hotel or accommodations. You're tired. Maybe you're traveling with a family, and it's often a nice way to start off a trip. If you are going to use something like Uber or taxis, understand how it works. Understand where the Uber Uber pickup is, that kind of thing. Also, make sure that you have your phone set up for your international service if you're going to plan on using something like Uber. Also, And in addition, there's nothing wrong with public transportation. I'm a huge fan of public transportation. 
but just you're going to have to understand it and definitely make sure you watch your stuff. And that's another thing that comes back to the don't overpack, because if you have huge suitcases, it's a hell of a lot harder to take the tube into London than if you have a nice rolly carry-on bag. With regard to whether to do hotels or Airbnb or things like that, location is the most important thing. It's always the most important thing. Just think about what you want from the vacation. Think if, you know, if you really need the space, an Airbnb might make sense. Sometimes less space in a better location in a full-service hotel can make sense. Those are all things to think about. As far as like people who love to get everything in, don't do too much on your trip. Trust me. Do heavy touring days followed by sort of a more relaxing day where maybe you just do one museum or you just wander. The best things that you ever encounter on vacation, you usually encounter by accident. So you don't want to fill every moment. And that's also because when you get home from your wonderful vacation, you will need a vacation. And finally, if you're a food-obsessed person, Book those restaurant reservations in advance uh, because it is absolutely crazy how far in advance people book dining reservations. And uh, and once again, that's another thing where don't go crazy. Don't book every night, but just just book a couple things. So those are my overall tips for planning a trip to Europe for the summer. And that's what I got for you. How does that how does that sound to you Michael? Is that good or are you just planning a planning another planning a trip to Las Vegas even though you're in Las Vegas? You know, I I I it was all very helpful information. There's a lot of things I hadn't thought about there about how it makes sense to connect in the states to your flight and then do the long flight, you know, to Europe as opposed to trying to get it, you know, trying for funsies to connect as some airport on the other side of the ocean uh it does make a lot of sense what i really liked though was that when you said to uh, plan a day on and plan a day off uh, because it's always uh great to have a day where you can wander and that's something that i would always tell people when it comes to visiting vegas is like you know you know you know when if you if you're in for like three or four days you know you know do you know a day on you know left side of the strip do a day on the right side of the strip do a day downtown and then just have a day where you wander and i used to say let vegas happen you know because like it's it's always fun to go exploring and you know do things that weren't scheduled you know like you know finding places by accident and stuff like that just like what you said so i, I really appreciated when you said that because it made me think back to that i do have a question about the food though i've always heard that if you travel to europe you travel to another country or whatever you shouldn't eat at the places where the tour guides want you to eat uh, that you shouldn't eat where the tourists eat, but that you should find out where the locals like to eat and eat there. Does does that make does that sound about right to yeah, you? Yeah, and there's there's so much information. There's so much information online about that. I think a lot of that happens to be if people want like specific top restaurants, which, you know, quite frankly is a similar kind of situation even in you know, even in Las Vegas, that you might be disappointed and not be able to get a reservation. I tend to feel that I think being less planned and more flexible, but, you know, part of that has to do with you. Like, if you have to eat at a specific time or just feel like you have to have your your meals planned, that can be a 
you know, that that can be a pain point, you know, if you, you know, with regard to planning. The other thing is when I was talking about placking light, that's something that's really important for Vegas if you want a hotel hop, because one of the best values in Vegas, and I think we've brought this up a couple of times before, is if you want to take advantage of comp offers at different properties, or maybe even booking with award points for some properties or booking like with FHR, with Amex or Luminous where you get credit. Sometimes it's better to be able to hop between properties, but especially for people who gamble, even if you've gambled a little bit at different properties, there can be some really good offers, you know, midweek or on different days, or you switch or you switch things around. Like we were talking about that great Conrad suite you can get sometimes midweek but then maybe you'll have free rooms at the link on the weekend. And that's another thing. If you can pack more compactly, you're going to be really, really happy with yourself on top of the fact that you can pretty much so always buy extra stuff if you need it, especially because the shopping's so good in Vegas. So you shouldn't like feel like you have to pack your entire wardrobe. All right. Before we get going, do you have any uh, final thoughts, anything on your mind that you want to share? No, not too much. Just thinking, just thinking a lot about thinking a lot about travel. I love to hear what people, I, I love to hear people's opinions on that. You know, I hear it's all over the place. Some people feel that they have to check bags, that they want to bring more things, that they always check bags, that it's inconvenient, you know, dealing with carry on bags. I will say personally, it's, it depends on the trip, you know, what I do, you know, either way I think can absolutely work, but I always feel I honestly always usually feel happier when I can when I can really pack very very efficiently and pack everything into one one bag that I can bring on the airplane. So that's I don't know. It makes me feel free. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe well it just it makes me feel like I have options, right? You yeah. know? I mean that's uh and I like I like having I like having options. So, you know, there's always pros and cons to everything. True, true. Shoo choo. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Luxury travel booking, Travel Zork Travel. Visit us at travelzork.travel to plan your next amazing vacation. And please join the conversation on social media. You can find us easily. All social platforms are at Travel Zork. We'll see you next time.